This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Welcome back to our community and our first big solo episode of the Dare to Self-Care podcast. I have my hot ginger turmeric tea. I just put some some plant therapy essential oils rolled on my wrists. I'm relaxed. I'm ready to chat just one-on-one, me and you, about all things confidence. I also want this to be an opportunity for you guys to get to know me a little bit more, and I don't think I've ever really shared my story of how I put myself out there on YouTube and just like everything leading up to that point in my own life. I have not even told my story on YouTube. So you guys will be the first ones to hear it. And I hope that it provides you with, even if it's just a deeper understanding of who I am, maybe some inspo, whatever it may be. I'm definitely going to share my story with you guys and just talk about all things confidence. Even if you aren't looking to put yourself out there on YouTube or any social media platform, there's just so many tidbits in terms of confidence in general and putting yourself out there and living your life the way you want to live that can be pulled from this episode. So before we dive in, we obviously have to start with what was in alignment for me this week and what was out of alignment for me this week. And as always, I want you guys to think about how it relates to your lives and what was in and out of alignment for you as well so that we can breathe in more of what was in alignment and exhale what was out of alignment. So for me, what was in alignment was actually more of an epiphany that I had that I wanted to share with you. So a few significant things that happened this week for some context, some background. One was with my sister. Long story short, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, or maybe you don't know, she is almost two years sober. She has gone through a lot over these past 10 years of her life and just her whole life in general has been, you know, she struggled with mental health, addiction, all of that fun stuff. And... She's now working at a sober home, helping others, chairing AA meetings. I mean, truly just doing the most. And it just really shows that everything happens for a reason. Because if she hadn't gone through all of the shit, she wouldn't be where she is now helping others and feeling really fulfilled in her job. So this week, she was just feeling really overwhelmed, really drained on top of working overnights at the sober house. She is also back in school trying to finish out her degree so that she can do even more in the recovery space. And it's just all a lot, as you can imagine, working overnight shifts, going to school. It's a lot. So she was feeling super overwhelmed. And right when she was feeling super overwhelmed, she got a promotion offer, a huge one to be case manager. So it'll be a full on like nine to five salary job. She'll have her own office rather than, you know, the hourly situation she's in now. And 
She is jumping ahead of people who have been there for years and truly getting this promotion because they see that she's meant to be doing this and she's really helping the girls. And it's just so clear that this is what she's meant to be doing, living in her purpose. And that was one thing that led to my epiphany. The other thing was I took a pregnancy test. It wasn't a huge scare or anything, but I'm just late this month and... I haven't taken one in years, so I was like, I should probably start being responsible and checking in on this. (laughs) I knew that it was probably just my birth control, but I haven't been late all year really, so I wanted to just double check. And I wasn't feeling, you know, super nervous or anything, but once it was in my hands, it took me two days to actually take it. I just got really scared. I was like, what if I'm one of those people who, you know, they're like, this could never happen to me. And then you take the test and it does. And I'm so not this person to freak out over things like this that I know probably are not, you know, like worst case scenario is probably not true. But I just started to get super nervous. I live alone. So I was like, let me just wait till my boyfriend's here till I'm FaceTiming my best friend. Like I just, I was putting it off and I was FaceTiming, FaceTiming my boyfriend and he was like, all right, just do it. Like, (laughs) let's get it over with. I'll sit on FaceTime with you. And I had this inner dialogue. I wasn't saying it out loud, but I guess it was sort of like survival mode where I was sort of panicking like, oh God, what if that thing says pregnant? And I started thinking about my sister this week and how she's been doing exactly what she's meant to be doing. And it's all because of the struggle she went through. We go through so much shit, but that shit that life throws your way almost always like truly always either helps you grow or truly plays some sort of role in where you end up whether it's your next relationship whether it's your job anything that fills you up it usually stems from something you learned from that terrible experience or you're just able to really help others by being someone that they can relate to so this is so silly and I'm (laughs) it's really funny honestly but so I started saying to myself okay If I, if this thing says pregnant, if I have to end up getting an abortion or whatever I decide to do, you know, me panicking in my head, I'm like, this will just be part of my story and another thing that I can talk about to help other people. And I just had this epiphany, you know, through my sister's wins this week and her struggles and, you know, my panicky pregnancy thoughts, I realized, you know, a new way of viewing struggles Everyone says you heal, you grow from things that you're going through and you know when you're in it and in the thick of it, you're like, yeah, 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 I don't care, this sucks, right? But if you can view it as like, okay, this is going to help someone one day, that to me seems way more tangible and like factual because I have the control over what I do with this life experience. I have the control to then go help others or I have the control to then tell my story and have it resonate with others. That is something that's in my control. The growing, the healing, that's inevitable, but it's not something tangible that I could really work with when I'm trying to see my struggles and get past my struggles. But the idea of what I'm going through right now is going to help someone one day or what I'm going through right now is a part of my story. And our stories make up who we are, the depths of who we are. People without a story, first of all, they don't exist. But if you feel like you really don't have a story, You got some things coming your way and just when they come your way, you got to take them head on and realize, okay, here it is. 
This is part of my story. We're going to get through this and it's going to inspire others. It's going to help others. I am now going to be able to relate to a whole new group of people that I might not have known if this hadn't happened to me. I'm going to be so much stronger. And, you know, it's like London Doyle says, we can do hard things. And we've survived 100% of our bad days. So when our worst days ever come, just knowing that we are going to survive this and forever we will have in our back pocket, not only did that make me a better person or now contribute to my story or whatever it is, I survived it and I can get through anything now, anything that comes my way. So yeah, I guess what was in alignment for me this week was that epiphany of just how I view struggles in life. And I think being able to see them in that way, it's almost a survival tactic. So I know the next time something really, really shitty comes my way, maybe the shittiest thing I've ever gone through. How many times can I say shitty in this episode? Let me know. I now have this mindset in my back pocket to access and frame the rest of my life and anything that comes my way in the future. So that's that on that. (laughs) And what was out of alignment for me this week was, you know, nothing crazy, just not moving my body. I feel like I really did not get outside much this week. On Friday, my boy, I'm going to stop calling my boyfriend from here on out. If you're listening to this solo episode, you are going to be listening to most of my other episodes, I hope. And just know that Ethan is my boyfriend. I'm saying it here. I hate saying the words my boyfriend. It sounds really, really weird. So I'm just going to keep saying Ethan from here on out. And you guys will meet him soon. We will definitely do an episode together. We've been brainstorming some topics. We're going to have him on the pod many a time. So I'm excited for that. But my point was he came in this week and he still has his WeWork for work. And his coworkers aren't there. It's just him in the office. And as you can imagine, there aren't very many people in the WeWork at all. So I actually did go there Friday and it felt really good to get out of the apartment, be in an office, walk to and from work. But the rest of the week, I really didn't. I have not gone for a long walk in a long time. I get outside, you know, make my CVS run, go to the post office. Like I make myself do things to get out. But... It's really hard in the winter in New York. It really is. It's much easier pre-pandemic when you're going out for dinner and stuff. So even just going to the office and back from the office, like that's a lot of steps walking to the conference room. It's just, we could talk about this for hours, but I think you get the point in that I just really didn't get out this week and I am doing a mad fit challenge. She is a workout YouTuber and I'm doing her workouts for 30 days and they're pretty short And so I was doing that, but I don't know. I just felt like I'm moving my body for those 15 to 30 minutes and that was it for the whole day. And it just doesn't feel good because then when I'm, you know, trying to relax on the couch, catch up on my reality TV at night, my back hurts because I've been, even though I've been working all day, I've been in the same position all day and it's just painful. It doesn't feel good. So I'm definitely really going to try to go for longer walks. It's really hard In the spring, the summer, even the fall, it was so much easier for me to put a podcast on, go walk to Madison Square Park for 45 minutes there and back. The time would fly because it was so nice out. I have my podcast on, but you know, when it's cold, you're just hyper aware of it and you want to get back into the warmth. So out of alignment for me this week, but let's breathe in that new mindset around struggles and breathe out just not having any energy flowing through my body this week we'll try better next week I think that's just going to be a constant theme for the winter of New York unfortunately 
Now let's get into the meat of the episode, why you're all here, and that is how to have the confidence to put yourself out there, specifically on YouTube, but this really can apply to just putting yourself out there in all facets of life, truly. But of course, my own personal story is doing it through YouTube. So it's really funny because looking back, it was the biggest deal to put yourself out there. It felt like this huge daunting task that took me truly almost two years to build up the courage and you know you make up all these excuses in your mind like okay after I graduate college after this after that and looking back it took a lot out of me but now when I think of it or when people ask me you know when people say in my dms like I really want to start a youtube channel but how did you get the confidence it's like Not until I really sat down to think about this episode was I able to tap into how I felt back then because truly because of putting myself out there on YouTube, my confidence has changed drastically. It's not a big deal to me anymore. Starting this podcast was exciting for me. I wasn't worried about what people would think. I thought it was cool. And if I think it's cool, then that's all that matters. I knew that my friends and family would support me. And even if they didn't, I knew that I could do it because of starting YouTube. And really, everything changed for me. So whatever it is that you're thinking about to put yourself out there, just know you are going to grow into your own from it and truly find a self-love and a self-confidence that you never knew possible because you did it and you did it for you and no one else. And knowing that you're living for yourself and that you did it and you, you got past that first huge barrier, it feels like you can truly do anything. So when I have people that say to me like, oh, I'm so jealous you have such balls, like, sorry, weird terminology, but that, that's how people express it to me. I almost get, not offended, but I'm just like, what do you mean I have balls? I'm just doing what I want to do and I'm living for me. And now, you know, looking at it as I'm on the other side, it's crazy that it's like, oh, you have balls. Like, you're so courageous. Like, what do you mean? I'm doing what I want to do and I'm living for me. That shouldn't be such a hard thing to do. And it is. It's such a hard thing to do. So I'm going to talk to you guys through my story because I had some time to reflect on it and really tap back into why it was so hard for me to do it and what finally gave me that push and all the tips I have now that I'm on the other side. So let's get into that. So growing up from a very, very young age, I was very into singing. I was into acting. I was in all the school plays, the neighborhood plays I was like Annie and Annie I was Gabrielle in high school musical I was living my best life I was thriving I just from a young age always felt compelled to perform it was just in my nature it wasn't like you know I saw someone a celebrity or something and wanted to be just like them I just from a very very young age my family would come over I would put on a show like that was just my personality And I will say, I was obsessed with Hannah Montana, so I I think there was something there as well as I got older to the age where I was watching Hannah Montana, but anyway, I digress. My mom would always take me into the city for acting classes, she took me to voice lessons in my hometown, and always really supported my dreams. I will forever be grateful for her for that. And through one of these acting classes when I was little, I don't know, maybe somewhere between the ages of 10 and 13, because it was definitely in middle school, I took one of these classes and at the end of the class, there's a performance or a, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh, 
a showcase, that's the word. There's always a showcase at the end of the class, like if it was a six week class, on week six, you did a showcase, your friends and family could come, but then there were also agents and managers and casting agents that would come and sort of scope out the scene. So from there, I had my manager and my agent find me through that. So funny and crazy to say now, but I was working in middle school. I would get called by my manager. You know, I'd be in gym class and then I'd go to the locker room and listen to a voicemail from my manager who would call me directly about an audition tomorrow. And my mom would take me out of school and we would go together for auditions all the time. I was in a Verizon commercial, like I was doing it. And then I got braces. I think it was like eighth or ninth grade. I got braces and my manager was like, all right, let's take a break. And when you get your braces off, you can come back in and do auditions again, which in hindsight, ouch. (laughs) Like there should be kids in braces in shows, no? Like why can't kids have braces in commercials? Anyway, whatever. So had my braces, started living my best life in high school, being super social, the high school parties, you know the deal. Middle school, I barely went to school because I'd be leaving for auditions all the time and I just wasn't feeling it anymore once my braces were finally off in about, you know, freshman or sophomore year of high school. I was really enjoying just being normal and being social and, you know, you get wrapped up in high school drama, high school fun, and I just wanted to do that. I didn't even do the school plays anymore. I think I got wrapped up in just being liked and having friends. And I always had friends, but I started, you know, being invited to parties and just like really having a social life and feeling like a part of something, which sounds so weird. And I don't even think I realized this till recently, but I think I just didn't, even though some of my best friends were in the school plays, I just... I might have been burnt out from doing auditions all the time and I just like didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to be social and I didn't, I don't know. I just, I stopped. Stopped doing commercials, stopped even being in the school plays. I just was pretty normal. I think I started going back to voice lessons at one point, but whatever, I was pretty normal. And as I approached college, you know, when I was younger, I always thought I'd go for performing arts to college. Then I thought broadcast journalism And then, I don't know, by the time I was applying to colleges, I figured I'd just do communication so I could go be in the entertainment industry after college and, you know, work behind the scenes, have a job, not have to, like, audition and do anything like that. I just wanted a normal job in the entertainment industry, which now, you know, I'm not really going to dive into this in this episode, but I am so over the entertainment industry. I, anyway, (laughs) So I went to Tulane University, majored in communications, again, super normal, just having fun, having my social life, and then senior year of college, I was actually president of my sorority, and I was obsessed with YouTube. That's like when I first discovered YouTubers and got really into it, maybe even junior year of college, but senior year, I just remember being in my room, I was obsessed with Lauren Elizabeth, and I found her so cool because... Mental health was not cool back then. Talking about anxiety and things like that weren't cool. And I remember getting super sensitive around anyone using the term like, oh, did you hear he went to rehab? Or, oh, he's a drug addict. Like, I would get super sensitive about that because as opposed to today where my sister being sober and all her struggles is honestly cool. Like, 
being open about your mental health and everything is really cool these days. It wasn't back then. And I thought it was so cool that Lauren Elizabeth would be in a vlog talking about her panic attacks and stuff. And I had only really seen that in my own home. I never really was hearing people talk about it. I don't even know if podcasts were really a thing back then. I think it's really a new thing that mental health is so, so spoken about. But back then it wasn't. So I really loved watching Lauren Elizabeth's vlogs because she was so open about it. And I don't know, I wasn't really having those conversations with friends or anything. It wasn't a thing. And it was something that was really a part of my home life for my whole life. So I remember sitting in my room in college, senior year, watching Lauren Elizabeth and realizing, or maybe she was even talking about how she started in middle school, I'm not sure. But I remember realizing, oh my God, I'm sitting here saying I want to start a YouTube channel after college. This was an internal dialogue. I wasn't saying it out loud yet. But I was like, I can't even imagine, like, Truly, at that point in time, I could not fathom the thought of starting a YouTube channel in college. I would never. The people, what would my friends think? What would these people think? Oh my God, I would never. How would I film in my house? So funny to think about now and timing really worked out. I'm so glad that I did not start it in college. Like I lived my life to the fullest in college, had so much fun. And now it's like work time, growth time, all of that stuff. So Everything happens for raising, timing worked out perfectly. But I remember thinking about how she started it in middle school and how she still, you know, was just on camera every day, didn't care. People made fun of her. She did not care. And I, as a 20-year-old woman, could not fathom the thought of starting it. So I just thought that was so cool. And I remember thinking, like, I was so bullied in middle school when Lauren Elizabeth was, you know, living her best life on YouTube, I was being so bullied. I want to be that person on YouTube that, you know, when other people in middle school are being bullied like I was, they can watch my YouTube videos and find the comfort that I find in Lauren Elizabeth's, which is like, oh, she's so normal. She's so cool. Not saying I'm cool, but she's so normal and she's putting herself out there on YouTube and she's okay and she's happy. She didn't listen to what other people thought. She's doing her thing. And I just wanted to be that source for people, I guess, for younger people who weren't at the point where I was to be able to put myself out there. So at this point now, it's taking my personal, I guess, gift or talent or passion for being on camera. And then finally, there's a real fulfilling motivator behind it to make me actually want to do it. So I asked my parents for a camera as a graduation gift. And I don't think my, my friends even thought I was serious, but I started saying, like, I think I really want to start a YouTube channel. And I just remember, after college, fully have a full-time job at this point. So I'm 21, 22, maybe 22. And I was at one of my best friend Maggie's house. And we were just having, like, a heart-to-heart. And I was like, you know, I, I really do want to do this YouTube thing. And she said she would edit for me. She's like you have to do this. I see it for you. She just really believed in me and she wasn't laughing about it. She wasn't like, oh my God, yeah, that's so fun. She was like, no, Jen, you can do this and I will help you. And sometimes all it takes is that one person to really see it with you and believe in you to make you go, okay, so I'm not crazy and to make you go for it. So not everyone has that, which You know, sometimes you have to be able to talk to yourself like your own best friend, which I always talk about on here. That'll be my first tip in just a second. But eventually I put my first video up and I was on a high. I, 
I knew people were sending my Instagram story around. I knew people were putting my YouTube videos in their group chat and talking about me and saying, oh my God, did you see this? Jen Davis has a YouTube channel. What is she doing? Like, I knew that I was going to be the talk of the town. I know the town I grew up in. I know the people I've been surrounded with. And I knew people were going to be like, LOL, what is she doing? Because even I have friends who send Instagrams around like that and be like, what is she doing? Or at least at that point, right after college, I did. And we'll get into that soon as well. But regardless of all of that, after putting in all the work and clicking publish and even putting in the inner work to get there, I felt so empowered. I was on a high I don't know that I will ever feel that same way again. I could hit 1 million subscribers and I don't think I will feel the same high that I did from uploading my first video because the confidence, the courage that it takes and finally doing it without any hesitation, without caring and finally getting to that place after thinking about it and dreaming about it and telling yourself you can't do it, you can't do it for so long to finally click publish and not care if people are sending it around And almost be excited, okay, we're getting that out of the way. We're getting that initial shock out of the way. People are going to send it to each other. People are going to do this. People are going to do that. But guess what? I now get to see who texts me, who supports me, and weed the other people out. I get to see, this is a cool opportunity for me to see, who's supporting me, who thinks it's cool, who's excited for me. I now get to see who those friends are. And to my amazing, incredible surprise... All of the people that I care about and all my best friends and the people that I love and even beyond that were so supportive. There was no, you know, what I might have felt in maybe middle school where people are embarrassed to be friends with you and things like that. It's also the age we're at now. People have matured and I just, I felt so excited and grateful that all of my friends were so supportive. But before I even got the feedback from anyone... I just knew it was right. I clicked publish. I knew I was doing something I've dreamed of for so long. I'm going to get all the initial shock out of the way and I fucking did it. And like I said about age and everything, there's definitely, you know, I didn't have to deal with walking into middle school the next day, walking into class, dealing with bullies. I just felt free. And honestly, that feeling of feeling free has not stopped. Like I mentioned before, I... (laughs) Oh my god, I just feel free from that very moment on. I felt like I was living in my own skin and beating to my own drum and doing what I wanted to. And I had friends who were supportive of that and family and everyone who I love was supportive of that. And if they weren't, great. Now I know you're not the kind of person I want to be around. And now I can really just have the people that are supportive rallying around me. And now I know going through the rest of my life or the rest of, you know, the next few years of my life, who is supportive and I can't wait to be able to show that support in return for anything that they do. So I hope that that little tidbit about middle school didn't really discourage anyone who might be listening because there is so much more power in doing it when you do have to face those people in person and it's so much fucking cooler to be able to do it in that setting. My God, there's so much opportunity ahead of you. But again, it's all about timing and what feels right for you. It's okay to take some time to dream about it for a while until you feel ready. Again, there's also that side of it that's like you'll never really feel ready. But for me and how I operate, I get a gut feeling and I wait for that gut feeling. I might hate my job at one point. You know, I've hated my job in the past. 
but it didn't feel right to quit just yet. And I let it boil up, and maybe this is not good, but just how I operate is I let it boil up until I quit. And I just know it in my gut. And that's what happened with YouTube. I was watching YouTube videos. I was listening to podcasts about how to start a YouTube channel and doing all of those things. I made another baby step in getting the camera. Like all of these little baby steps, starting to learn more about it and how to start a YouTube channel. Getting the camera, huge step. Coming up with creative ideas of video ideas. Learning about lighting, purchasing that ring light. Like all of these little things You're making the steps towards it, but giving yourself the time for it to sit with you and really feel right and like you can finally do it. So now we're going to get into all of the tips that I have, mindset tips, tangible tips, and I would love for you guys to please leave a review on my podcast. If you go into Apple Podcasts and scroll to the bottom of the Dare to Self Care page, you will see a place where you can just tap on five stars and leave a review. It takes two seconds and it helps me and our community grow so much more than you know. And I also would just love to know if you're getting value from this so you can drop it there. It would really mean the world. Okay, so let's get into the tips. Number one is something I touched on and told you I'd come back to and that's treating yourself like your own best friend. I spoke about this a little bit actually, or a lot of it, in the podcast episode with Natalie Barbu, who is obviously a YouTuber with almost 300,000 subscribers, and she actually was made fun of when she was younger and ended up stopping posting for a while because of it, and she really regrets that. So if you have not listened to that episode yet and you're listening to this one, I would definitely listen to that episode after this with Natalie Barbu because we talk about a lot of these same types of topics, but hearing it from her perspective. So... I think this really applies to all areas of your life and just being your own support system. But going back to what I said before, if you don't have someone like I did, and you know, I I also had family members who were so supportive. My whole family was rooting me on. So I didn't have that feeling of like, oh no, my parents are going to think I'm weird or my siblings. Like truly my siblings were so supportive. My parents were right on board. Obviously, they bought me the camera. So these things really, really, really help, but they're rare. YouTube and social media and putting yourself out there in general is being definitely more glamorized and normalized, which is great. So it's more likely that you will find support from people, but a lot of the times you don't. So if you don't have that support, you have to be it for yourself. And this is such a great exercise because if you can be your own best friend and cheer yourself on to do YouTube, like I said before, I can now do anything. So start here with whatever you want to put yourself out there for, whether it's YouTube or something else, start with this. Start talking to yourself like you would talk to your best friend or like you would want someone to talk to you. So you can either write a letter to yourself in a more tangible way, if you know you don't really know how to go about this, you can write a letter to yourself as your best friend saying the things that you would want to hear that would make you feel like someone believes in you and sees your vision the way you do. Just finding that inner strength. So much easier said than done, but I always try to pause when I feel like I'm beating myself up or getting down on myself or just not finding the encouragement or support that I need from the people that I love. I take a pause. And I think about what I would say to my best friend. And I literally envision my best friend. And I'm like, if she came to me and said, you know, these things that I'm saying to myself, 
what would I say to her to motivate her, support her, and rally behind her and encourage her to do what she wants to do, put herself out there, who cares, I have your back, we're in this together, all of that type of stuff. Whatever you need to hear, you got to say it to yourself. If you're not saying that to yourself, if you're not believing in yourself, no one else is going to. It's not going to resonate and it's really hard to do it, but it's such a good practice and exercise. So the way I do it is I just like say it in my head and I just catch myself in negative feedback loops and think about what I would say to someone else. But you can also use it as a journaling technique, you know, whatever you got to do. You can look at yourself in the mirror. I don't care how you do it, but be your own best friend. Next is a more tangible tip when it comes to YouTube and that's practice. So you don't have to upload your first video. It might seem really daunting like, oh my God, what's my first video gonna be? Ah, it's really happening. You know, I'm putting on my makeup and now I'm gonna sit here. Oh my God, what if it's terrible? Don't put all that pressure on yourself. Practice makes perfect. So you don't have to upload the first one. Make some practice videos. See, you know, what works, what doesn't work. See if, you know, you might have envisioned yourself as super comfortable on camera. I feel like a lot of people, they watch their favorite YouTubers and they envision themselves acting just like them and that comfortable, but they've been doing it for years and they're super comfortable. So then you get on camera and I would love to know if you've experienced this. Definitely DM me if you have. You get on camera and you're so awkward and you're so shy and you're so not yourself and you start getting frustrated because you're like, why can't I just be myself? I don't understand. I want to do this so badly. Why is there a wall up, you know? So it just takes practice. So to not feel that pressure on yourself and to take the time to get comfortable, make a bunch of practice videos, have fun with it, edit them for practice, upload them if you end up liking them, but it's okay if you don't even upload them. Find out if it's something you actually really even enjoy, if you actually feel passionate about it, if it feels the way you thought it would feel, if you feel guided to do more, if it feels right. And if it does, then you know that you will prove people wrong because it is fun for you. And if you have a gut feeling it's right and you keep going and it's fun, you're gonna keep going and you will grow. The thing about YouTube is consistency is key. So if you do it for, even if it takes 10 years, if you're consistent, you will grow. So in order to be that consistent, you have to enjoy the journey and you have to genuinely enjoy YouTube. So do a practice round, do it on your phone before you make that big purchase to get a camera, make some videos on your phone and just get comfortable talking to the camera, coming up with ideas, get comfortable editing and just see if it feels right. Next tip I have is a manifestation tip actually, which is called scripting. So scripting is when you're journaling as your future self in the present tense. So see how you would feel having uploaded your first video. See how you would feel when you reach your first 100 subscribers or 1,000 or dream big with 100,000. Does it light you up? Does it make you feel amazing? Do you feel confident? Do you feel so happy you could cry? Like take note of how you're feeling. And if so, and if it is right, this will be a huge motivator for you to actually do it. You're going to want to get that feeling sooner. And also it's manifestation. So you are manifesting it for your future. You can manifest the confidence to do it. Script from your future self or even as your current self, being the most confident person and version of yourself that you can be. And eventually you will feel it. Not eventually, as you're writing it, you will feel it and it will literally be in your bones, this confidence, this excitement. So it's a great practice to do. This next tip is for when someone does make fun of you. It can be a hate comment. 
It can be a mean girl at school. It can be one of your best friends. It can be a sibling who's just always picking on you. Whoever it is, whatever it is, keep your chin up and remember that your life is for you. Why are you gonna let some mean girl's opinion run your life? The earlier you start, the quicker you'll actually get to where you wanna be. So don't let someone else's opinion steer you away from your purpose or your passion or your happiness or your own fulfillment. Instead of letting that actually change the whole path of your life, take it as a moment to show you who you don't wanna be friends with, who you don't wanna act like, how you don't want to treat others. Someone who acts like that and puts others down, do not give them what they want. Like, why are you going to give someone who's mean what they want? Live for you. They are not going to be in your life forever. It is temporary as much as it seems, you know, especially in middle school and high school, you're like, I have to see them in this class every day for the next four years or whatever it is. So walk into that classroom knowing, wow, I'm living my life for me and this person really cares and it's really bothering her. That's funny. Why is it bothering her so much? I guarantee it's bothering them because they could never have the confidence that, or they think that they can never have the confidence that you do to put yourself out there. And because you're putting yourself out there earlier than the next person, you are gonna have that confidence and that growth in life so much earlier. And don't you wanna feel confident and have that growth and fulfilled life for a majority of your life? Don't save it for when you're 30. You wanna feel like you're living in your purpose and you're not living for others your whole life. It takes a while, clearly, but this simple mindset shift really can help. Just don't let others' opinions steer your life. Figure out what you want to steer your life. Next up is another you know, tactical tip, which is affirmations. So you can assure yourself in your journal, out loud, have post-its around the house to look at, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but assure yourself that you are worthy of all that's coming your way, that you are confident, that you are a badass, that you're proud of yourself for putting yourself out there. The more you say it and the more you see it, the more you will believe it and live it and actually build that confidence and feel it in your bones. So it goes back to treating yourself like your own best friend. You have to assure yourself and that takes work, but make it fun. Lastly, this is such a huge one for me. And I don't think, you know, when you see videos like this on YouTube, like how to start a YouTube channel, how to find the confidence to start. I don't think this is a typical tip at all. I, I like to think that none of these are because it has a lot to do with mindset. This is something that I started to do before I uploaded my first YouTube video. It's a shift I felt because all I wanted to do was get on YouTube and all I felt was shame. I felt like everyone was gonna judge me and every single time I would be in a group chat on Instagram and someone would send you know, a picture of someone that they posted on Instagram and they would be like, this is so weird or how many times did this person post this week and things like that. I got a pit in my stomach because I would be like, wow, this is real. My own friends who I love and adore are doing this. It's 100% guaranteed people are gonna do this about me. 100% and I want no part in it. How can I put myself out there and expect people to give me love and support if I'm not doing the same for others? How can I expect anything other than this if this is what I'm contributing to? So I actively just didn't want to put others down. I didn't want to judge what other people were doing when they were putting themselves out there and I so badly wanted to be doing that myself. 
maybe it wasn't in the same way, but I knew that I was jealous of their confidence and I did not want to be part of that culture where we are judging other people's posts on social media. I want to know part on it. So this tip is just to lift others up. You can't expect others to support you if you're not being that supportive person for everyone else. Knowing how difficult it is to put yourself out there should make you lift others up when they do the same rather than being that person who sends someone else's Instagram post to someone and and writes like, quote unquote, weird, why they post this or whatever it is. Instead, be that person who's like good for her for not caring about what anyone else thinks. And even go out of your way to comment on that person's post after you see people making fun of it to show your support. Be like, you look amazing. You go, girl. Good for you. All of these people that you're extending that same love and support out to that you so desperately want in return when you finally put yourself out there, they're all going to support you in return. And what you put out into the universe is exactly what you're going to get in return. So the more gratitude and positivity and support and love that you're putting out there, you're going to get that in return. And when these people end up showing you that same love and support, that love and support, even from people, you know, it could be someone from high school that you spoke to once in high school, but you decided to like start commenting on their stuff when you saw it and you're like, hmm, I feel like being nice today. That person could end up like reposting all your YouTube videos, being your first subscriber, you never know. And that support really helps you to feel confident in what you're doing. What goes around comes around. Lift others up if you want to be lifted up in return. I feel like I now fully understand what Gabby Bernstein is like. These words just flow through me. I say whatever, you know, I feel I should say in the moment. Like that is how I feel when it comes to these topics. I just get to sit on the mic with you guys and let it all flow through me. So thank you for giving me a place to share this with you guys. Definitely DM me either on the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram or Jen underscore Lauren with two N's to tell me if this resonated with you, if you're struggling with some of the same pain points that I did. And comment on the latest post on the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram to let me know your biggest takeaway. I love talking to you guys on there. I'm really trying to make it a place where we can all come together. Instagram, I feel like, is very one-sided where the person is posting and, you know, you maybe comment, but you're not engaging with the other people in the community like you get to on YouTube, you know, in the comment section and everything. It's not really like that on Instagram. So with the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram, I'm really trying to make it a place where we can all talk about our key takeaways and I try to pop on stories to ask your guys' opinion. Tell me what you guys want to hear from me. I like to ask what you guys are manifesting, for example, or what book you're reading or whatever it is so that I can then post all of your responses so you can see each other's answers. That is my favorite thing to do. I also white out the usernames because some of these questions are super personal, so I don't want anyone to shy away from sharing. So definitely join us on there. And I will see you guys next week with another incredible interview with an incredible guest. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.